Welcome to Hearts Aligned, a tapestry of heart-touching stories, motivation, wisdom, and inspiration. Join your host, Deshaun Williams, every Monday at 4.30 p.m. as they connect and align hearts. Hello, everyone. My name is Deshaun Williams, and I am your host for Hearts Aligned podcast. Today, we're doing a very special episode uh, we're going to be talking about Southern hospitality again. Is Southern hospitality still around or has it dropped out? Um, today, our guest is a fellow South Carolinian, Mr. Robert Lamb, as we discuss this topic as well. So how are you doing today? Sorry, I had you muted. Let's try that again. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Deshaun. Thank you. And how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, uh, the South Carolina, only in South Carolina do you get uh, a tornado watch during the middle of winter. That's true. And a flood, a flood, flash flood warning on top of that. Yes. Um, South Carolina, the southern weather is very unpredictable, as always, I think. Uh, I think it was the same way last year as well. Um, but, you know, we're going to be talking about southern hospitality today. And I, I kind of want to, um, before we get into the topic, I kind of want you to introduce yourself to the audience, tell them a little bit about yourself and um, and why this topic is uh, why you are interested in talking about this topic today. Uh, yeah, my name is Robert Lamb. Uh, I'm from Lawrence, South Carolina. Uh, I'm uh, I'm heavily involved with uh, community outreach in my own hometown of the city of Lawrence, as well as being an employee of the city of Lawrence, working with their sanitation department. Uh I try to be involved as much as I can in civic activism, and uh, I'm also involved in some independent wrestling and semi-pro football, but that's about all I can think of that comes to the top of my head to discuss about myself. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we met, we met through wrestling. Um, for anyone that never got to see um, the show back in May, um, we definitely had what is considered the most controversial win where I picked up a title. Um, so if you were to ask me back then if Southern Hospitality was around, I'm going to say no, because uh, that's just who I am. That's just who I was as a wrestler. I didn't care. Um, and, you know, I, I think in today's time, I think a lot of people, um, we don't really understand the Southern hospitality anymore. We don't, um, we, when we think about Southern hospitality, we're thinking about what other people before us grew up in. So um, would you agree with that? To an extent, I would agree. I do think there are some remnants of Southern hospitality, especially for people like, myself and yourself that were raised right. Uh, but the issue with a lot of it and the reason it's dying out is 
and I will be the first to admit, I do think it's dying out, is a lot of parents these days are trying to be their kids' uh, friends instead of their parents. So these kids aren't growing up with the same values of respect that we were. Oh, I know we're just going to, I know we're going to make a lot of people mad with that one because you just hit it right on the head. And even my grandma, uh, she'll be the first one to say, if you're a parent, be a parent. Don't be, um, don't try to be friends with your kids because when you try to be a friend with your kid, then it, it kind of blurs that line between understanding discipline and who's the parent and who's not the parent. And, you know, we see this a lot of times uh, now and I, I'll be the first to say um, the new school technique of not whooping your kids uh, um, you know I'm not gonna lie when, growing up I didn't get I didn't get beat but I got whoopings I got spanked um, corrective action and I'm not that's a good thing I'm not saying that's a bad thing I'm just saying Everyone teaches in their own, in their own way. Um, and also, you know, when we're thinking about this, like when it comes to Southern hospitality is that, yes, ma'am, no, sir. Yes. Uh, yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, thank you. No, thank you. And now we have kids that's walking around, um, excuse my French, but pants uh, hanging halfway off their ass. No kind of no kind of respect for anybody. And now you're sitting there wondering what's going on in the world. I agree. For example, I have a younger, uh, a younger sister. She's technically my God sister, but my mama uh, did raise her most of her life. My mama let her get, get away with just about anything. So, She's 13 years old, thinks she can talk to adults any way she wants to, uh, basically tell adults what she's going to do. If we had tried that growing up, we would have been, to exaggerate a little bit here, we would have been swallowing tea for at least spitting blood. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And, you know, the... It's wild because some of the things that we got that the kids today get away with, uh, we couldn't even imagine, even if we thought about trying to get away with it. Um, it was, it was ultimately, if we thought about it, our parents already knew that we thought about it and, and we got in trouble for it. It's just wow. And this is coming from someone who's 25 years old, but I was raised by my grandfather, that old school mentality um, that definitely came into play growing up with me. Um, also, when you go when you're going out and shopping, you know, you have a lot of people who you have a lot of young adults now who uh, um, they got this attitude with the elders and they don't want to give that respect. Uh, this is where the in order to get you have to give respect and a lot of people don't really understand that but that's that also comes with that was instilled in us with southern hospitality as well one second got a little caught in my throat but you're you're dead on like you uh, like you told me you hit the nail right on the head there 
And it's like we were discussing, if we want Southern hospitality, because it's not just the yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Uh, there's more to it than that. I remember my grandma uh, telling me that when she was growing up, that if you were in need, your neighbors were there to help. If something was going on in the community, everybody got together to fix that. And these kids not growing up with any respect and not having respect for them us, uh, themselves even, and especially not others, you don't have that same kind of mentality of help others out when in need, that same spirit of giving of charity, so to speak. Oh yeah. Uh, most definitely. So, you know, we, we don't kind of did little icebreakers and uh, we, now it's time to get into like the, the very, nitty gritty parts of the of the uh of this episode and so my first question that i have is for you um is the concept of southern hospitality would you say it's still prevalent um and in the daily experiences that that you go through like in work in wrestling because you know we could talk about wrestling and the hospitality that's in that field all day um, but do you think the concept of Southern hospitality is still, um, do you think it's still prevalent in your daily experiences? In day-to-day -day experiences, definitely not. Especially when I worked in food service, the constant disrespect I got from people just because I guess they figured I was below them. You definitely don't encounter it in day-to-day -day anymore. Right. And, you know, I don't know what makes people feel like, um, especially, you know, because I worked security uh, for, I worked security for almost four years and people always looked and they was like, oh, you're, belief, you're below us, uh, you're beneath us, you're just a rental car. It's like, my job is to protect you. So... Where's this disrespect coming from? You know, we was hated so much. Um, but when it comes to working in a grocery store, especially um, whether it's working in a grocery store, excuse me, working in a grocery store, or even working as a uh, customer service representative on a call line. So the people that work at AT&T and Verizon, all of them, I'm pretty sure that they get cussed out almost all day, every day. And it's mostly by the people in the South. And it, it's kind of embarrassing. And it, it well, I ain't going to say kind of, it is very embarrassing because why is this happening? And it's like, oh, people are thinking like, oh, this, this doesn't matter because they're, be they're beneath us, and because they're beneath us, they couldn't find a job that was worthy of what we do. And, you know, we have to get out of this mindset. We have to get back into the mindset of understanding you treat the janitor with the same respect as you treat the CEO of a company. Amen. And, you know, that I've... 
I think that's something that's not being taught. Um, and, you know, we have parents that blame it on the school teachers and on the school system, period. But we can't blame the schools for this. This is something that actually is supposed to be taught and learned in home so that when they go to school, they get, they know how to be respectful. They know how to act. They know, they know the meaning of discipline, what's allowed, what's not allowed. So, you know, we have a lot of people now that's like, oh, this falls on the school. No, it doesn't fall on the school. The school system is there to teach our children what they need to learn, what they, what they need to learn in order um, to be successful in life. Yeah, and you're right about that. It, it always starts at home, like we were discussing earlier. If there's no up, good upbringing in the home environment, then how do you expect them to act when they get out there in uh, public settings, such as at school, or even when they get older at work? I didn't have the most disciplined upbringing. I had to learn, kind of learn the hard way. I was convicted of a felony, grand larceny and burglary at 21. But I look at that, and at time, I was mad at, at everybody, pretty much. But at the end of the day, even though I might not have had the most disciplined upbringing, nobody put a gun to my head and told me, break into this place. I made that decision on my own. But that brings us back to that point. You have to teach your children accountability. You have to teach them that discipline so they do have that sense of accountability. They do have to, uh, to put into simple terms that uh, little angel on one shoulder, that devil on the other, that conscience telling them what they know is right or wrong. Because at the end of the day, there's not going to be any kind of respect if uh, or any kind of, to say, Southern hospitality, if that isn't there. And you were 100% correct about, like, the call center. I have a close friend I used to live with. He was a call center operator for Apple uh, doing, like, stuff for the iPads, iPhones, all that. And I would sometimes be sitting in the same room with him when he's on these calls, and you could hear it in accents. There was a vast, overwhelming majority of Southerners were the ones being these, uh, being rude when to these people that are just trying to help them. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I do think Southern hospitality is uh, dying out, but I think it's up to us and our generation uh, to instill in these uh, these values in the next generation. So that Southern hospitality, maybe in the future, could make a comeback. It would be a great thing. It would definitely be a great thing. Um, I think in order for it to make a comeback, you know, we look at society. Um, and that brings me to the next question. Um, like, how much influence do you believe society, uh, societal changes and modernization have had on Southern hospitality? I don't believe it's so much the 
societal influences as the media tries to pit uh, black against white. They try to pit poor against rich. They try to pit everybody against everybody, which brings me to my point. We, the people, have more power than the media and the elite that try to keep us divided. And that's kind of what they're scared of, which that that is, in a sense, how I think society has influenced Southern hospitality, media trying to keep us divided. But we just all need to recognize that we're all one race. We're the human race. We're all in this together. And it's up to all of us that to be that change that we want to see. Oh, yeah. You know, like you said, we have to be that change that we want to see. Um, and when we say that, when we're saying that we have to be that change that we want to see, we're not just talking about saying it every single day. Hey, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. We're talking about acting on it every single day. What is it that we can do as a generation? What can we do as society? Um, how can we become one to start bringing back that Southern hospitality? Um, so when we say like, when, when we're talking about this, we're not just saying like, write it down and never look at it again. No, put it somewhere where you can say, where you can see it every single day. This is how to make a change to bring back Southern hospitality. We're not necessarily saying bring back Southern hospitality to the way that it was in the 19, uh, 1970s, 1980s, but bring back the respect uh, part of it. Bring back that, that part of knowing right from wrong, knowing of setting the boundaries of our younger generation knowing who's the parent and who's not the parent. Uh, so that that's definitely what we mean. Um, and so I, 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 I think we didn't already kind of hit on this question, but you know, uh, I, I kind of want to ask it again. Uh, are there generational difference in the, in the expression of Southern hospitality uh, observed? Sorry, repeat that. You was breaking up for a second. Um. So, yeah. I, I yeah. That's probably that's probably that South Carolina weather today. Um. But are are there generational differences in the expression of southern southern hospitality that you've observed? I don't really think it's so much generational differences. Uh, except for the fact that, that discipline we've already talked about, like when it comes down to it, Southern hospitality, uh, the only thing that's really changed from one generation to the next is that lack of structure and discipline. Because when my grandma, uh, was young, she's told me about Southern hospitality and that was pretty much the same way my mama remembered it and the way I remembered it from my early childhood before, and I don't say this to be controversial, but before 9-11, where it just seems if you really look at the flow of society after 9-11, a lot of people panicked and they were a lot easier to kind of turn against each other.
That they definitely were, and you know, because it was it was a it was a time of who can we trust, who can we not trust, and you know, it was something. This this is where we get kind of political on it, but this is something that the government saw, and this is something they felt like they could exploit to their advantage. Because um, who could we trust? Um, the people that we thought that we could trust the most, um, they started turning their backs on us. Um, so, um, you know, I have, I have one final question to end out the interview today. And that's how can we foster and preserve the essence of Southern hospitality in this ever-changing world? Like we already discussed, we got to be the change we want to be in for that next generation. Uh, like I'm a father myself. We need to instill these values. We need to, uh, for our children, we need to bring them up to respect everyone, regardless of who they are, uh, as long as they're also given respect. We need to, every chance we get, and I know things are tough right now for a lot of people. They're tough for myself included with the economic uh, plight we're under currently. But if you're able to and you see someone in need, help them. Start a pay it forward initiative. Uh, do what you can to try to show people this human compassion so that they start seeing, because uh, at one point in my life I was bitter, but people started showing me compassion and that brought me to the man that I am today, uh, husband and father. Uh, we need to show them compassion so they know that this world isn't all dark and gloomy and they therefore can pay that forward to another person, that same compassion who pays it forward to another person, just grow the chain, so to speak. Yeah, add one link at a time until we're back to a full structure. Oh, most definitely. Uh, definitely paying it forward. Uh, that is definitely important to do now. Um, and I, you know, I, I want to thank you for taking the time out of out of your day to come on, the, come on the, uh, come on Hearts Align podcast on this very rainy South Carolina day that could still potentially that we both time. thought we were gonna lose power on. Oh yeah, um, you know, you know, we still not out the woods yet. Oh, I know it's still pouring sheets here in Lawrence. Oh yeah, um, same same over here in good old little ninety six. So you know, I want to thank you once again for being on the uh, been on the podcast, um, sharing your viewpoint on Southern hospitality, where we stand as society, what we can do to continue to um, bring back that Southern hospitality as well. Yes, sir. It's, it's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. So for everyone uh, watching, my name is Deshaun Williams. I am your host for Hearts Align podcast. And this was a very special episode. Remember to go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you are not following the podcast, go ahead and follow the podcast on all uh, social, on all, 
on all podcasting platforms. And you can find me on social media platforms as well at D Deshaun W. Um, that's on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Um, and you can find me on Facebook at Deshaun Williams. So thank you. And remember, this is not goodbye. This is a brief I do. I'll see you in a few.